afternoon, everyone. I'm Susan DeFranza, President and CEO of Douglas Elliman De Development Marketing of Douglas Elliman. I am pleased to welcome you to our third edition of Uniquely Yours, our ongoing series of conversations about the extraordinary and unique elements of the residential developments in our nationwide portfolio. Today, it is our privilege to present Quay Tower in Brooklyn Heights and the Harland in West Hollywood, California. Two incredibly distinctive projects located on different coasts by two distinct developers, both however conceived by one very singular visionary architecture firm, Marmal Redziner. With us today is David Wine of Oliver's Realty, developer of Quay Tower, and Mark McDonald of DM Development, the developer of the Harland. And of course, from Marmal Redziner, Ron Redziner. Thank you all for joining us today. Let's begin with my dear friend, incredible mentor for over 20 years that I've enjoyed working with so much in the real estate industry. David Wine, we've covered a lot of ground together. Please tell us about your firm, Oliver's Realty Group, and how you came to develop Quay Tower. Well, thank you so much for having me here, Susan. It's great to see you. And indeed, we've worked on many groundbreaking projects in New York City, and we've had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I formed Oliver's Realty Group to allow me to focus on areas of real estate development that were of personal interest to me and to really get into the minute details uh, of creating a quality real estate project. Uh, I particularly focused on historic renovations and I was very, very interested in the conversion of townhouses in Greenwich Village into luxury rentals for my own portfolio. At the same time, I was retained as a consultant by a, a group of New York City developers who wanted to know how you and I were able to be so successful in our tenure at Related. Uh, I think you will agree with me that Quay Tower is one of the more exciting projects that you and I have ever worked on. And it really is the best of both worlds. Uh, it's located in Brooklyn Heights, one of New York's most coveted residential neighborhoods, uh, still maintaining the historic charm and the convenience uh, uh, that's made it uh, so popular all these years. And it's located right at Brooklyn Bridge Park. Uh, it's spanning from Dumbo to Brooklyn Heights. The park encompasses 85 acres of lawns, sports field, walking paths, fantastic amenities. I came to the development of Quay Tower uh, really at the end of the process of building Brooklyn Bridge Park. Brooklyn Bridge Park was a was envisioned almost 20 years ago by the city in a means of reinventing the decrepit Brooklyn waterfront. The word quay, by the way, means a landing at the side of a body of water. And as you can see in the visual, we are really right at Pier 6 at the East River. With astonishing views and direct access uh, to the river, uh, the site for Quay Tower just was a, was a natural. The city issued a request for proposals in 2014, 
and my partner, Robert Levine, approached me uh, to join forces uh, in submitting a proposal. Robert, whose company, REO Development, pioneered the conversion of historic buildings in Tribeca into condominiums. And he and I always had a friendly rivalry about uh, achieving higher sales prices uh, in our Manhattan projects. So ultimately we joined forces and uh, our uh, team was selected in order to develop the building. Well, David, thank you for being with us this afternoon and I couldn't agree with you anymore. Quay Tower is certainly up there with the most incredible projects that we've had the privilege of working on. And certainly Brooklyn Heights is very near and dear to my heart. My first sales job was in Brooklyn Heights. So it is an incredible neighborhood. And now more than ever, people are seeking out that ability to be in a more quiet place, an intimate setting, and really a place to call home. So we are truly, truly excited to be presenting Quay Tower today to the team. Um, not only is it an amazing park setting, but the proximity to New York City and the ability for transportation to be so um, accessible is so incredible. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Well, uh, being right on the river uh, offers astonishing views, but also great convenience. Uh, we have, uh, you can actually uh, almost see in this visual, uh, uh, the, the newly launched ferry service right at Pier 6, which gets you to Manhattan and Wall Street in nine minutes. Uh, uh, our customers are just amazed at the convenience and actual, actually the enjoyment of commuting in New York in such an uh, open air uh, and, and on time uh, means, and it connects you to all of the different transportation options uh, within uh, downtown Manhattan. But we are also right at the Atlantic Avenue exit of the BQE, which makes it ideal for Uber and, uh, and cars. And uh, I actually, I get to uh, Quay Tower from my office in Chelsea in 15 minutes. It's right outside the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel and uh, is uh, tremendously convenient. Well, so in addition to incredibly spectacular views, an incredible location with incredible conveniences, David, you have always really thought and been so detail-oriented about how living in one of your properties, how would it feel to live there on a day-to-day -day basis? And you painstakingly over the time have thought about so many different attributes so that everyone's daily life is that much more comfortable and easy. Share some of the elements that have gone into the designing of Quay Tower. I, it's a pleasure to. Uh, in planning Quay Tower, our, our number one objective was to design a building which reflected an incredible waterfront location, incredible views, and that direct unique connection to Brooklyn Bridge Park. You put all those elements together and it creates a very, very special lifestyle. In fact, an active waterfront lifestyle, which is uh, unique to New York, different to New York, but very, very highly desired. Uh, we wanted to make sure that each residence was either a corner residence, 
or faced south in order to gain as much light and take advantage of the views as was possible. Floor to ceiling windows, windowed kitchens, as you see in the, in the image, windowed master baths, all of these are hallmarks of true luxury in New York City condominiums. We focused on the interiors, finishes, and amenities, which we felt had to reflect the sophisticated design sensibilities of who was going to buy here, who was going to live here. But we also wanted to make sure that we provided an honest and practical way of living in New York City. Well, indeed, you've achieved that. And this is one of my favorite, favorite attributes of Quay Tower, your very own mudroom. Come on. It's like a single family home. It's incredible. So talk a little bit more about that planning. Well, I'll tell you the story of how one good thing led to another. All of the views from our residences are fantastic but particularly our west-facing residences feature some of the best views anywhere. They stretch from the Veranzano Narrows Bridge to the Statue of Liberty, to Governor's Island, to the iconic Brooklyn Bridge. And we decided first to echo the design elements that really made the great New York City apartments great. And that was private elevator access with private elevator foyers. So we started with a gorgeous private elevator in the lobby as you enter the building, and we designed custom millwork direct entry foyers. You see a photograph of it. Actually, you see an actual one there. And that gave people the ability to enter their homes in a very luxurious and grand manner. But we were also very mindful of what it was like to live in a park. And we also, of course, had to provide uh, a, an entrance to the residence that complied with fire code. So we decided to completely reimagine the service entrance and turn it on its head and to celebrate it. And that meant designing something which was a true rarity in New York City, the mudroom a space for muddy boots, dirty bikes, dirty dogs, after an active day in the park, and especially today, a place for home delivery of food. And our customers get very excited how unique and special this feature is. Indeed they have. So David, thank you for sharing some of the attributes and we'll be speaking about Quay Tower a bit later in our conversation. So. Now over to the West Coast, one of my other very, very favorite, favorite cities. And welcome, Mark. It's a pleasure to have you here with us this afternoon. And I believe it's about five years now that we've been working with you and your team on the development of the Harland on a very coveted location and site, which is nestled in between Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. And it's the site of Mr. Bones Pumpkin Patch a really dear place to many residents and neighboring communities. So please tell us about the development of the Harland and how you chose that site. Well, thank you, Susan, for having me on the webcast today. 
And yes, it has been great working with you and the entire Douglas Element team over the last five years on this very exciting uh, project. Uh, the Harlan's location at 702 North Doheny Drive in West Hollywood was for years one of the largest and most coveted pieces of undeveloped land in the neighborhood. It's ideally suited um, and situated, like you said, uh, Susan, where West Hollywood meets Beverly Hills. Uh, so the location is really walkable to all the best local restaurants, from Chaconis to Catch to Oliveta, all the best coffee shops, all the gyms, the high-end shopping on Rodeo Drive, all the beautiful parks in Beverly Hills, um, as well as all the nightlife up Sunset Strip. Uh, it's really an ideal location to live uh, and was a rare opportunity to build new housing of scale in the Norma Triangle. And as you said, Susan, uh, the site was very well known as Mr. Bones Pumpkin Patch. It was very near and dear to the neighborhood. Every Halloween, all of the neighbors and celebrities would come out with their children and pick out pumpkins. And so with this you know, ideal, iconic location, we were very excited to create an exceptional building that was both architecturally significant and beautiful, and also highly contextual and Southern Californian in its vernacular. Well, thank you, Mark. I love the location and being a native New Yorker, I love Los Angeles and I love everything about LA, but particularly when you can walk to all of these incredible restaurants and shops and design shops, it's just truly spectacular. Um, I'd like to speak a little bit more specifically about the real uniqueness of these residences, which make them feel truly like single family homes. And it's really the best of both worlds. Um, let's talk about in particular, the townhomes that have these incredibly discreet and gated entrances so that you have this incredible feeling of privacy. Um, talk about how you came to design those. Sure, well, we liken the townhomes really to single family homes as they provide many of the benefits of a, a single family home lifestyle, um, including private discrete entrances from both Harlan and Keith Avenues, as you can see here, in the image, you can walk right off the street directly into your unit as you would a uh, single family home. We also have expansive private outdoor terraces and roof decks. Um, you can see that there are multiple balconies uh, on each unit. Um, here is one of the dramatic rooftops of one of the penthouse townhomes uh, where you have just panoramic views from downtown to Century City to the Hollywood Hills, um, outdoor kitchens and pergolas, uh, really perfect for entertaining family and friends. Um, within the units, we have dedicated HVAC filtration systems. We have tankless water heaters in each home. And then there's great natural ventilation because we have these enormous oversized floor to ceiling, sliding glass windows and walls. Um, we also have, as you see here, an open air courtyard, uh, which is available to all residents. Um, within the units, uh, we have very spacious kitchens uh, with impeccably designed um, features uh, and materials by Marmel Radziner 
they're all polyform. We have beautiful custom oak wood floors, um, soaring double height ceilings, as you can see here in the townhomes, and very large kind of expansive living spaces in the flats. Um, and then we also have in these units, because many of them are you know, three bedroom units, um, there are secondary bedrooms that can serve as private home offices, which has become more important in kind of an era of, of Zoom communication. Um, we also have as well um, nine semi-private elevators in the building, which is quite extraordinary for a building that only has 37 units. Uh, so we have nine semi-private elevators that really provide a sense of privacy as well as security. And all of this really, while enjoying the lock and leave benefits of an exclusive condominium community, including 24-7 lobby attendance, valet, uh, we have a custom Harland app for your smartphone so you can summon your vehicle, communicate with our staff. Um, and we have an extensive amenity suite that encompasses a curated collection of social uh, lifestyle and wellness offerings. Okay. That, that's a little tease. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the conversation. Um, yeah, these homes truly um, represent and are emblematic of the Southern California light-filled open spaces. So before we meet Ron Radziner, Mark and David, I'd love to hear from you why both of you and your firms selected Marmel Radziner. I know why, but please tell our audience why. Um, and then we will meet with Ron. So David, why don't you talk about Quay and selecting Marmel Redziner? When uh, many years ago, when uh, you and I were working on the Century, uh, Los Angeles's uh, really premier Robert Stern designed condominium in Century City. We were very, we urgently wanted to enroll a West Coast designer that could bring that sense of West Coast luxury to a Robert Stern design building. We wanted to bring somebody who had an excited uh, design sensibility and was bringing the whole notion of out, indoor, outdoor living to a high rise where we were trying to highlight the estate grounds of the century. And I had been following Marmo Regina's work as I follow a lot of uh, designers. And I was particularly uh, taken by their work in uh, Palm Springs in the uh, restoration of uh, Richard Neutra houses. And we had a great experience with them at the century and uh, uh, went on to work with them in, uh, on some additional developments. So Quay Tower, I personally wanted to rebel against what I saw as overly cold, too perfect pied-a-terre pied designed condominiums that were being built in Manhattan. They were all too Instagram ready and not really livable. So I wanted to uh, combine the indoor-outdoor design sensibilities. And I immediately thought of Marmo Radzina. Coincidentally, my partner Robert was also working with Marmo Radzina on a hospitality project in uh, Puerto Rico. So when it came time to, for us to discuss who we might work with at Quay Tower, it was a complete no-brainer. Well, thank you. 
Um, perfect selection for sure, as evidenced by the number of people who are buying at Quay Tower. So Mark, the Harland. Yeah, so for the interiors at the Harland, we wanted to work with a designer who would not only complement the outstanding architecture of the building, but would also bring a very high level of design and quality to the finishes and do it in a way that was very modern, timeless, and quintessentially Southern California. And we, we had admired the work of Armel Radziner for years from the stunning Richard Neutra restoration that they did in Palm Springs to their beautiful custom and spec homes they've done in Venice Beach and all throughout Southern California. Uh, to the work on the Malibu Mart, uh, which is quite stunning, and then the James Purse stores throughout LA. Uh, we really loved uh, Marmel Radziner's mid-century modern aesthetic and their impeccable quality and uncompromising attention to detail, which is something that is very near and dear to DM Development's heart. And we were also very excited that the Harlan would be Marmel Radziner's first multifamily project in West Hollywood. And so as we looked at Marmol Radziner's body of work and then met Ron and his team, it was very clear that they were going to be perfect for the Harland and they, they really have been. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your vision, your thoughts and how you selected Ron and Leo. So Ron, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here with you this afternoon. And as David said, we worked together at the Century and then at the Waverly in Santa Monica. So we couldn't be more thrilled to be collaborating again on these two incredibly unique properties. So would you please tell us about the design, your design mission and how your firm goes about design? Because you both are incredibly passionate as is your whole team. Sure, no, thank you. I'm happy to be able to be here. And uh, it was wonderful to be able to work on both of these projects. Um, well, Marmal Radziner were a little bit over 30 years old, and as both David and Mark had uh, suggested, a lot of history goes back to some of these um, early mid-century modern restorations that we did, uh, really beginning in the, in the 90s when this was really just starting. And so we were doing single-family home design of our own, as well as these mid-century modern restorations, and I think you know, learning a tremendous amount through the process, uh, honing our own design skills. Certainly the California tradition is of a, a real warm, uh, but clean, modern, indoor-outdoor aesthetic. And as we continued to develop the practice, of course, we started doing other types of work, um, hospitality, uh, some retail like uh, stores for James Purse, um, and then, you know, and then slowly into some multifamily work, which uh, sort of ties nicely to, I think, our love of home and what does that mean? What does home mean? And how do you create home? So, you know, we're always interested in, in those concepts of, uh, yeah, what living is meant to be. Well, thank you. I know that you and your firm have represented many, many discerning clients over the years and how do you decide when approached by developers such as David and Mark that it will be a good fit? And I can say this having worked with many, many incredible developers over the course of my career, both David and Mark have such a keen eye for details and are so committed. So 
that means they're not the easiest to work with, but that's what we love. It just makes us do that much better. So right. tell us about that. I think, right. I think we do have, um, I think people who hire us, they're interested in design. They don't want just anything. And so they, you know, uh, whether it's a single family home or a condominium building, um, they are demanding. And I think we're demanding on ourselves, honestly, and like that level of detail and appreciate that rigor. Um, I, yeah, I th so I think that that works for us. I, I think what we're looking at when uh, someone like David or Mark approaches us is, you know, what is this site about? Is it, um, is it something that's compelling to us? And then, uh, you know, what is the, what is the program about? You know, what kind of sense of home um, are they trying to create? And do we feel like it's a good match for us? Um, and I, I look in, in the case of both of these projects, I think they were looking for something luxurious, but warm and very, very livable uh, connections to um, the outside, to views, all things that are very important to us. Well, for sure. All of your design is, while very sophisticated, it's still so comfortable and relaxing. So, um, I, I think all, all goal, yeah, sorry, I, I think the goal there really is to, especially in these times, to, with home, to create a sanctuary. Home shouldn't be um, uptight in any way, right? It should be comfortable, beautiful, and clean, but, um, but sanctuary. Indeed, indeed. Um, aside from Quay Tower and the Harland, what are some of your proudest design moments? I know you have a real affinity and understanding of mid-century modern icons and have had the privilege to work on several of them. So would you share some of those stories with us? Yeah, I, I think for us, I mean, certainly uh, designing a some a building as architects and landscape architects and interior designers, you know, designing something from scratch is always you know, the most fun in some way. If there's something compelling about that, that blank slate. But I think if I look back at projects that were the most meaningful and amazing learning experiences, um, really the Kafkaan House in Palm Springs that uh, David brought up, which we began in um, uh, the early 90s, it was a five-year restoration of uh, landscape, interiors, and architecture. We were the architect, the contractor, the landscape architect for the project. It was really all-encompassing and a little bit like archaeology. And this Richard Neutra design home to me is just phenomenal from all points of view. It had been almost doubled in size from the original when we began as we really just brought it all back to the beginning. Um, and uh, his use of, materi of materials, the way details come together, I think these are all things that in one way or another, not directly, but in one way or another, you know, I'm sure we've, we've, we're influenced by this. You, you can't help but be after experiencing these kind of spaces and helping to recreate them. So what is the most important factor in determining a design direction for any given project, Ron? Um, I, I think it's understanding um, that, well, I think it's the site, but then really understanding who is going to live there. You know, who is that ultimate, um, in the case of a multifamily project, you know, who is the ultimate buyer going to be and trying to, um, trying to create spaces that we think they will 
see as an expression of themselves in some way of what living means to them in a physical way. I mean, home um, is really that, uh, that chance to sort of beyond words to physically, if, if we're lucky enough to be able to express what living day to day is, is like for, um, for ourselves. Um, so we, we really want to understand that. Well, certainly working with you and Leo throughout the course of the past 15 years, both of you spend a lot of time with your clients. You ask those questions about how they live, and that really is um, seen in the final product and why people are so happy and continue to call upon you to design other homes. So when David called you to share that you were being awarded the commission of Quay Tower, um, what was one of your first steps in taking on that assignment? Uh, getting to know, uh, you know, Brooklyn Bridge Park, uh, that the whole area, um, what what sort of views we were going to experience from that site, getting to understand a sense of the texture of Brooklyn, which obviously sitting, you know, just behind us to the east, um, it's in this incredible location, right? It's sort of just pushed out against uh, against the East River, um, so it's. It's pretty phenomenal, I think, in, in this connection to both city and um, nature, river, and then those distant views. So uh, I, I really, it, it couldn't be better. And probably for us, too, as architects from California, um, having more open space generally around us, you know, maybe there was a bit of more of a California aspect to the fact that this building does have these big open views. It, very horizontal, but you don't have another building sitting up against you for, for most of it. Well, I, I know that that was an impetus for David and Robert selecting your firm to design Quay for sure. So Ron, while designing the Harland, was that the same process? I'm sure that the West Hollywood and the famed Sunset Strip had some inspiration in your design vision for the interior residences at the Harland. Yeah, I think it's two parts there. Um, there's the sort of the city itself and its location historically. Doheny is this, I think, very important street with West, with West Hollywood on the east side where the Harlan sits and then right across the street, the city of Beverly Hills, uh, more of a, a single family residential neighborhood, of course. And you've got the Sunset Strip, yeah, pictured here, um, up the street at the top of Doheny and then down at the bottom beyond Harland uh, further south. Um, Sunset Boulevard with the Troubadour and, and all of that going on. So it really sits at these crossroads. And Doheny itself on the east side of the street is a mix of um, some taller apartments, some smaller buildings. And then I think uh, I wanted to bring this, one, this image up on the Lloyd Wright house and studio. So Frank Lloyd Wright's uh, son, Lloyd Wright, who is also an architect, had his own home and studio right on Doheny. It's just one of the coolest buildings of all, and really Lloyd Wright's best um, work, I think. So that's just up the street. And there's some other kind of very cool sort of um, mid-century apartment buildings and different things along the east side of Doheny. So I think that set up um, a really nice dynamic uh, for, for that site. Thanks, Ron. It's really clear at both Quay Tower and the Harland that you're bringing the outside in and that owners get to really experience everything, both inside and outside. And how did you achieve this effect in both projects? 
Well, I think some of it is looking at the, uh, the tones that are around the site. So in the case of Quay Tower, you've got the textures and colors of Brooklyn to the east, and then again, the ocean and that, that landscape beyond. We try to use very natural materials, uh, pretty subtle uh, aspects in terms of colors, just things that would seamlessly sort of blend across from inside to out. Um, you know, the building has these magnificent floor to ceiling windows and very much in kind of a California way, really forces this great, these great views out, um, out beyond. At the Harlan, I think, uh, you know, there it's a, a, a similar, again, uh, lots of views out, uh, you know, to the city and more of a green view at the Harlan, you're looking at those treetops and things like that. So can you speak about the California modernism movement um, and your appreciation of that style of architecture and how you weaved it into each of these properties? It's, I guess it's trying to create um, the most open plan possible, sort of a, a sense of one space flowing into another, um, trying to minimize a sense of transition between spaces. I mean, even like in this photo, the idea that the, the flooring in a bathroom just moves right into a bedroom. You're trying to, uh, trying to make things feel uh, transition, you know, as, as, as subtly as possible, both within, um, within a unit at, at, at either of these buildings, as well as to the views beyond those. I think that's uh, you know, yeah, generally the, the goal. Thanks. I'm curious, was it more challenging to transcend this design movement into a project in Brooklyn? What was your experience there? I mean, I don't, I, I really don't think so. Um, I mean, at the Harlan, you know, certainly it's, it's lower. So it's a little bit more of what about Los Angeles experience where you're looking over the trees. It's more of a, a green view, right? But at, at, um, at Quay Tower, there's aspects of California when you're up in the hills where you feel like you're just floating above the sea and almost just hovering in midair like you are uh, in Brooklyn at Quay Tower where you, you're just, you have no sense of really any neighbors at all or how high you are, exactly where you are. You're just sort of floating and LA in the hills um, there's a fair number of projects where I think we sort of are, um, certainly historically as well as even now, I feel like we do this all the time, we sort of want to cantilever um, those rooms just out into space as much as possible. Matt Lambert, you have so. a call on line two. Well, having been at Quay Tower and the Harlan, there's no doubt that when you're in those spaces, you really just feel so private, but you feel like you're hugging your surroundings. So you really feel connected to nature to the sky, to the greenery, to the water. And even at the Harland, when you're up on those private roof decks, the views of downtown LA are sensational. So really both properties command incredible views and they are ready for immediate occupancy right now, which is even more exciting. So immediate gratification. So Ron, your firm uses a lot of natural materials and stone and wood and cement that is truly striking. Can you speak to us about the materiality of Quay Tower and the Harland? Well, okay, so so yeah, both do use a lot of natural materials. We're we're always 
looking for uh, durable, but you know, new things we can use on various stones, woods. I think at uh, the Harlan, being in West Hollywood, edge of Beverly Hills, it's probably you know a little bit uh, more classic, classically luxurious, like just a little bit cleaner, the, the lines just a little tighter. Um, just thinking about that neighborhood, uh, what what Beverly Hills is about, West Hollywood, all of that. And then um, at Quay Tower, a little bit earthier, you know, just a, a little bit more about the rawness of Brooklyn, uh, the fact that we are on the park. Um, you guys were talking about the, the mud rooms. You know, this is a place where yeah, maybe people are getting uh, a little dirty uh, in the park or, you know, whatever. They're, it's, it's that versus maybe at the Harlan, you know, a little bit, a little bit more about the city. You know, it's funny to say that considering the Harlan's in LA and Quay Towers in, uh, in New York. But I, I kind of think that drove some of our, our thinking. That East Coast, West Coast connection, which is clearly abundant every day, is especially in my career. People are in love with both coasts, so it's nice to be bicoastal. Right. Um, I've read that Harland is inspired by the case study houses from the mid-20th century. Is there a particular architect from this design experiment that moved you the most? Yeah, so, you know, in, in being asked this, um, the, the case study projects are, are pretty incredible, and there's a, a lot of them. I was, I was looking through these, and I still think in the end, although it's kind of the, the most classic of all, I think... Um, Pierre Koenig's uh, house, the stall house, Pierre Koenig uh, was the architect, which is case study number 22. It's, in, it's actually in West Hollywood. It, it sits uh, up above the Chateau Marmont. If you're on Sunset Boulevard, kind of look up into the hills as you pass the Chateau, you can sort of see it just completely uh, transparently hanging off the edge of, of, of the hill there. And, you know, very iconic. Uh, it's been, I think, Julia Shulman, the um, amazing architectural pho photographer, really made it an icon, just the amount of times uh, this, these different shots have been published. And it's a pretty incredible piece of architecture. You have no sense of structure, seen at all. And you know, this, this sort of transparency is something that, well, I think when, when we work on, uh, whether it's a single family home or a multifamily project, um, you know, we're always trying to get that, that that amazing uh, connection to uh, to beyond, and certainly, um, yeah, that house does it. And, and you know, I think we're always striving to do that, whether it's at the Harlem or Berkeley Tower. That's just a, an amazing experience. Thank you, Ron. It's clearly abundant your passion for these projects, for design, for mid-century movement. So both properties we see have extraordinary design located in very desirable cities and very coveted neighborhoods with extraordinary views. So now let's talk a little bit more about what owners and residents can really enjoy and what their day-to-day -day life will be like. Let's start with you, Mark, the Harland. It's a very intimate offering of homes, yet it has extraordinary amenities. And I got to party in them when we did the launch several months ago, and it was just such a fun-filled evening. So please share with us some of the incredible spaces that are there. 
Absolutely, Susan. Like I mentioned earlier, the Harland is such a great combination, I think, of features for buyers who are looking for the best qualities of a single family home, but also all of the amenities of an exclusive condominium building. Uh, at the Harland, we have uh, almost 10,000 square feet of amenities, which is, again, pretty extraordinary for a building, an intimate building with only 37 homes. Um, those amenities include um, a expansive entertainment lounge, a bespoke uh, leather panel bowling alley, uh, which we're showing here with two lanes, perhaps the most elegant bowling alley I've ever seen, thanks to um, Armel Radziner. Um, we also have adjacent to the entertainment lounge, a exhibition kitchen, uh, where we'll doing, we'll, we will be doing a very interesting Instagram uh, event uh, with Craig's in the upcoming weeks, which will be very exciting. Um, adjacent to the exhibition kitchen, uh, we have a, a private dining room, which could double as a um, conference room for business events or Zoom calls. Uh, we also have a screening room as well, with a very large television and beautiful furnishings. Um, we have a large fitness center uh, with an adjacent yoga room. Um, the fitness center, again, is quite large, again, in proportion to the number of units that are in the building. Um, and all of these amenities here, you can see the, the fitness lounge, um, which is next to all the equipment, again, is um, beautifully furnished um, by uh, Marmel Radziner. It's, it's, it's quite extraordinary what, what they've done. And, and in terms of the, you know, going back to the entertainment lounge, it really is kind of a dream for hosting parties and events like we had Susan for our grand opening, which was so much fun. Um, the marble design pool table, the exquisite bar clad in marble and brass um, to all of the luxurious seating elements uh, throughout um, the kitchen and dining room I mentioned, and then of course the bowling alley in the distance. Um, so it's, it's really quite uh, a great set of amenities for this uh, boutique set of homes. Indeed it is, and both the brokerage community as well as our buyers were also excited to partake in that celebratory event. And next event, Ron, if we have any units left, you need to join because Leo got to be there that night. Right, that's right. Uh, so it was really a lot of fun. So David, amenities, I, I believe you're the king of amenities and you probably started this movement, not probably, I don't know, decades ago it related where the rental portfolio was you know everybody's attraction people wanted to buy a building that looked like a related rental and then you got into condominiums and one building just continued to outdo the next mm -hmm. and i feel privileged to have been by your side as we've been developing these so at quay tower you've taken it to a whole other level so please share with us some of the extraordinary spaces that quay towers offers its residents in addition to an incredible park well, Quay Tower is all about views, and it's about indoor-outdoor living. And we felt it was essential to carry that idea to as many amenities as we could. So as you know, Susan, in working with your team at Douglas Elliman, we decided to create two entertainment spaces on the roof that not only would showcase the incredible views, and you see photographs of them, or actually photographs of the completed rooms now, but uh, that would capture outdoor space 
as part of the living experience. The first one, and you see it photographed here, is called the Sky Cabana. It's on uh, the penthouse level. And the idea behind that is really to be an urban pool house without the pool. Facing south and receiving sun all day, it was planned as the perfect daytime event space for barbecuing, for parties, for a Super Bowl party, for all of the different events which you wanted to have during the day to capture the incredible light and views from that space. Also on the penthouse level, we built an entertainment suite ideal for evening festivities. And we're calling that the Sunset Lounge because it faces Northwest and has that incredible Northwest view of the building really stretching from the Brooklyn Bridge, Manhattan Bridge, all the way up to 59th Street Bridge with just a necklace of lights greeting you. It has that signature indoor-outdoor fireplace, a catering kitchen, and again, a terrace for dining and barbecue, very different and coveted in New York, and it captures the light of the entire Manhattan skyline. So those were two very important uh, uh, ways of living at Quay outside of your home. We also have a 2,500 square foot fitness center, complete with a boxing corner, which was designed by one of the preeminent uh, gyms in Brooklyn called Gleason's. We have Peloton bikes, yoga, stretching areas, a 1,500 uh, square foot children's playroom with kitchenette, perfect for hosting birthday parties, and also an amenity which we found particularly appreciated in one of Robert's uh, uh, already built condominiums, and that's a music room with a, grandi with a baby grand piano, uh, sound, sound attenuated walls, perfect for lessons and music practicing outside of someone's home. Wow, would I love that. I actually played on, in Carnegie Hall as a teenager, so it would be great to try to perfect those skills again. Um, that's really a very special and thoughtful amenity. So it seems that we have come to the end of our conversation today, although there's still so much more to be shared about both properties. So I really encourage all of you today to reach out to both the Harland and the Quay Tower sales teams I want to thank each of our very special guests, Ron Radziner, David Wine, and Mark McDonald for showing, you all, showing us all the passion that you put into these properties. We at Douglas Elliman Development Marketing feel very fortunate to be representing you and your teams and look forward to the successful sellouts of both projects. And that's with the help of all of you viewing today. In addition to this online conversation, both Quay Tower and the Harlan will be showcased over the course of the next two weeks on multiple social media channels. Additionally, both projects will be featured on Element Insider, our widely read digital magazine, and this broadcast will be available on the Element podcast channel on iTunes. Those of you who have registered will receive an overview of Quay Tower and the Harland from Folio, complete with high resolution renderings, floor plans, unit availability, and pricing. 
that can be easily shared with customers around the world. And please tune in for our fourth installment of Uniquely Yours on August 12th at four o'clock, where we will be featuring 111 West 57th Street. Again, thank you all for joining us this afternoon. A huge thank you to our panelists and please stay well, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you.